Yes, indeed. Yes, Brother Rob is on the job, always clocking in on the morning machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. Thank you so much for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. Listen, folks, I hope you didn't have a heart attack or anything over the holiday because I didn't go anywhere. Calm down, people. Yes, Brother Rob is still here. And listen, it is the first day of the new morning machine, and we hope that you've been enjoying it so far this morning, but the enjoyment goes a long way. As much as we can jump forward into the future, sometimes we have to take a step back into the past to see and catch up and talk about where we have been, what has happened since the last time, and catch us up to now. So, it's appropriate that I say that because the first guest of the new year, 2024, is the greatest of friends, and she has done countless things for HBCUs, and continues to strengthen the HBCU culture. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about my dear, dear friend, Keisha Kelly. Yes, that's right. She is back. It's been a long time coming. And before before I even bring her to the mic, I got to talk to you about the mission of Black College Experience. And it's to bring exposure to historically black colleges and universities athletic programs. Now, in the course of media exposure through radio, social media, and video streaming, Black College Experience also raises funds to award scholarships to students who are currently enrolled or plan on attending historically black colleges and universities. And she has been doing this for years. She is no stranger to the morning machine. Once again, I bring to the mic officially to start the new year 2024 off right, my dear friend, Miss Keisha Kelly. She got her Southern Jags jersey on and everything. She ready, she ready. How's it going? Long time coming. Welcome back home. Thank you so much. And yes, it is definitely home. Definitely, definitely home. When I walked in, it was just like, I just went right back into that same mode, man. Absolutely. It's been so good. Thank you so much, first and foremost, for inviting me back. I'm always honored, always humbled when I get the invitation to go back into a radio station. Not just any radio station, though. Morris Brown College on the morning machine? Listen, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. It's would like would you want to have anything different? You feel me? Listen, it feels great to be back home. Absolutely. Doing this interview. The first of the year? First of the year. We oh, got to start. Out. It. We show out because we got to start it off right. It's not Thank just you. a debut of the new things, absolutely. but we got to bring back our guests to make sure that the people know who've been rocking with us the whole time and what they have been doing since the last time they've been here. So before we get into that trip down memory lane, let's take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square. Let's go back to the beginning for our new listeners out there who are not familiar with Black College Experience. And we talked about the mission statement to start, but talk about how Black College Experience got started and what was the light bulb moment for you. 
Oh, man, you know, it's the whole situation when we look at it, you know, for me, um, being a product of a historically black college and university, mm-hmm. as as you stated, Southern University, Jacks. you know, home of the Jaguar Nation. I'm, uh-huh. a, I'm a proud, diehard Southern University uh, um, alumna. I, I love, love, love my university with everything in me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's just the need. It was always the need for exposure um, to our universities. And, you know, be it as it, as it may. Everybody else was getting exposure. Everybody gets exposure when you start talking about, you know, power, you know, the the, the big schools, the power fives, the power tens, twenties, hundreds, whatever you want to call it. But literally, <laughs> seriously, everybody else was getting the exposure. Right. And, you know, we can flip onto the SEC network and you can see, you know, the Alabamas, the Auburns, everybody across the board. Right, the big wigs. The big wigs are on TV. Right. And so, you know, we don't, we weren't seeing the Southerns, the Alabama A&Ms, the Jackson States, the Gramblins, mm-hmm. you know, the FAMUs, the, the North Carolina a We weren't seeing our schools on TV. And so we knew that we had those diamonds in the rough. We know we had those gems that were just fun under the radar, but we knew those uh, girls and guys deserved the same recognition. And as time went on, you know, we would talk about it, but I was like, we literally got to do something about it. And we just discussed it and, and we would, I would actually do like a, 30 minute segment on another right. radio show, but I was only covering the Southwest athletic conference. So I was only covering the swag. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, wait, there's stuff going over here in the MEAC and stuff going on in the CIAA and stuff going on in the CAC. Yeah. But I was only covering the swag because I'm a swag baby. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, wait. And so somebody had this bright idea. All it right. was like, oh, well, why don't you do a show for two hours? And I'm like, yo, I can't keep people's attention for two hours. Bro. Sure cannot. you can. I was like, two hours? Like, sure no. you can. And so in the mix of that, we came up with the idea. I was like, all right, well, I'll do I'll do an hour. I can I can try an hour. But then it's the dabbling in. What's the name going to be? What's the concept? How are you going to get? It was a lot that went behind it. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it was a great idea. But you can't jump into it head first. So it's like, all right, well, what's next? And so the idea would not let me rest. So it's like, all right, we got an hour. We're going to go with her. You know, we came up with, okay, we'll do an hour. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then as we kept going on, it was like, all right, well, what days? What times? What are you going to talk about? And right. we we did. We went from internet. We were all over the place with, with this whole thing. Yeah, I saw. And so I'm like, all right, you know, we take the hour. That's fine. And so right on the cusp of that, that was in May of 2016, mm-hmm. right on the cusp of, boom, we're going to jump head first. Right. June 2016 came and my father passed. So mm-hmm. I had to pause. Like I literally paused everything I was doing because right. I was like, this is the first time in my entire life I won't have my father. Mm-hmm. And so we paused everything. And literally after that, literally I've been going full steam ever since. And, you know, it's interesting because – we need black college experience and why because there's a lot of organizations there's a lot of entities out here that are not necessarily going full speed ahead they seem to be treading lightly no disrespect to them but they seem to be treading a little too lightly when we need that extra push forward we need to be shoved forward into Mm -hmm. the resources that we need the really the just i mean the resources when i say the resources i mean like 
you know, scholarships and, you know, just being able to even look at a historically mm-hmm. black college university and say, even as a top prospect and say, yeah, you know, this is where I want to go, especially with now NIL, which has taken on a course of its own where I'm going to ask you about that too because that has happened since that has developed since you last mm-hmm. were here in studio mm-hmm. and when we before we get to that I'd be remiss though I have to go there because when we talk about athletic prospects and what have you mm-hmm. you start thinking of coach prime's jackson state years i'm going to get to i'm going to you know i'm going to ask you a question about colorado since you you know you're a sports head and everything like that but you know i'm going to go there with you but his jackson state state days showed that an hbcu can obtain Mm -hmm. top prospects Mm -hmm. we just need to be pushed Mm -hmm. but also the leaders have to be on board with it as well Correct. because it's not just the athletic department. The athletic department has to Correct. answer to the president mm-hmm. and the board mm-hmm. of, you know, the board and what have you. Right. The board of trustees, if you will. So talk about the the level of the the level of top prospects that have gone to Jackson State and I know they went to most of them went to Colorado a couple of them stayed however you you you're now shown that an HBCU can get top prospects right right but what do the leaders need to do in order to really continue to obtain and maintain those prospects because I see that that is a major challenge Coach Prime, for instance, who you've interviewed and he took very kindly to in your interview years ago. And um, he, he, he still has a lot of love for you. Um, but I know it's probably been a long time since you talked. Right. But what do the leaders need to do in order to maintain that top level talent? Because we know the athletic directors want to maintain that, especially if you've had a winning culture all this time. Right. Mm -hmm. But what do the leaders need to do? Because, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay out, you gotta pay the coach, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And HBCUs are not that financially stable in a sense, more than PWIs to be able to maintain not just the coach, but that top level talent to keep that winning culture going. So to borrow from Coach Prime's, I believe you got to believe. Right, <laughs> you got to right. believe. And so I think a lot of time, you know, so many times people really thought that once he left, that they were going to crumble. And I say shout out to T.C. Taylor because he did. They had a pretty good season. Mm -hmm. They had a really good season. So when people start talking about Jackson State and where Jackson State, you know, ended their season, they didn't have a bad season. Again, shout out to T.C. Taylor for that season, the other coaches, and for those athletes that decided to stay at Jackson State that actually believe that, hey, this program is can do this. Now, you got this coach, you know, he's been there, but he's coming in as a first-year head coach right. at Jackson State. So I think it was more so in believing that this is something that we can get done. And, you know, 
Jackson State is the rival school for me, but I want to see us all make it. And to see them come out the way they did was a great thing. Mm -hmm. As far as, you know, buying into, when you talk about leadership, you talk about athletic directors, you talk about presidents, you talk about trustees and the board. It has to be across the board. Everybody has to be on one page. And for his first year as a head coach, why, you know, it, 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 it looks really good. Right. And it's you think about those students that actually went there, those players that went there under Coach Prime. Right. And it's disheartening that, you know, I get it when you go somewhere to do something better for yourself. I'm not I'm not against that. You know, you right, do something right, right. better for yourself. But at the same time, you have to think about the people that you recruited, the guys that you brought in and how that dismantles when you go. And then you take half of those guys with you. Half of them going to play, half of them not. But we know here at Jackson State, you know, they, they're still getting the opportunity. And so in order to have that win in culture, you still have to keep speaking into them. You know, they pick up and move on. And I, I do – people. I jokingly say this, but I, I really mean this. I was talking to another coach about this the other night. Mm-hmm. Them people in Jackson, Mississippi was doing fine before Coach Prime came in there. I mean it. I wholeheartedly mean that. That done – you know, they get, they get he did really well there. But they were doing fine before he got there. They're going to be doing okay once he left. It took some time, but they're, they're fine. They're doing totally fine. And it's, that's the HBCU culture. Mm-hmm. We make something with nothing. Yeah, and absolutely. so if, we, if we're used to, hey, we're at a minimum budget, as you explained, we're going to make some shake with a little bit of nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come out, we're going to be fine. But it has to be across the board. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to be on one accord. We can't be fighting. Right. We got to be on a united front. Right. And going back into the financial part of that, you see how the giving increased when Coach Prime was there. Absolutely. You got to be on the same accord. Right. Just because he left don't mean stop giving. You got to still be that same alum that's giving, giving because that's what you want to do. And a lot of people don't like it when I start talking about athletics at Southern because I often talk about the giving point. I often talk about all sports matter. That's a hashtag I came up with years ago. Mm -hmm. And when I say all sports matter, what that simply means is there's more to your athletic department than football, basketball, baseball. Right. What about the soccer players? What about the the bowling team? The tennis team? There's some that got lacrosse. What about the lacrosse? What about the swimming? Because when I look across the board at Southern University, we got a bowling team that was champions. Right. You look at soccer team that basically went undefeated. And so you're like, these are the people that's actually, even if, oh, they're not the money makers, mm-hmm. if there's somebody at those universities on scholarship, that means that that sport is important. So we have to continue to pour into those sports, into athletics altogether. We can't just pour into one sport, two sports, whatever sport you want to say, oh, that's the money maker. You still have to pour into the athletic department too because it's not going to fund itself. We know <laughs> we don't like money games, but that's how we fund it. Mm-hmm. And we know at the end of the day it's up to us to give back as alumni Mm-hmm. to make sure the wheels are still turning. Absolutely. And with those wheels still turning, you also do scholarships. So talk about the Black College Experience Scholarship and 
what the requirements are and how that has been for you. Because as I look on the website, which is Black College Experience Inc.com, by the way, let me say it again Black College Experience Inc.com. You could definitely look at what I'm looking at here uh, out there in Radio Land, but uh, people have earned these scholarships, these phenomenal students in athletics um and did they have to be in athletics to earn the scholarship no so to date i have awarded 11 scholarships awesome and i kind of do i kind of look back because of course it's in memory of my late father and when i look Mm -hmm. back in it the pride is knowing that the students are graduated so in the Mm -hmm. course of i actually had a student graduate yesterday from alabama a&m her name is kelsey ball and i'm like when you look at it over the course of time, you see, I've, I've had one recipient, she's gotten her master's. I've had mm. one from Howard, one of my first, the one that got her master's is at Southern working in athletics. The other person is like studying abroad. She was at Howard. Mm. And so when you look at that, she's going on to work on her master's. When you look at that kind of stuff, it makes you happy that you have a like multiple students, different students. Everybody's going on. I've had athletes, of course, um, a, a, a student from Clark Atlanta. I've mm. had athletes to, of course, come through there. But the mission of the whole scholarship component with Black College experience is just to give scholarships to those students that actually are attending historically black colleges that didn't look at us as a, as a second choice. They said, Hey, this is where I want to make my home. I'm going to a HBCU because I believe in those institutions. I believe this institution can give me something that another institution can't. I don't believe that this school is better than what my ancestors went through. And there was a time when those were the only schools we could get into. So why is it now in this era that we feel like these schools are not worthy. And so for those students that actually choose our historically black colleges, it makes us feel good. And so when you get a chance to give them a scholarship, $500, $1,000, no matter what it is, you and I know that $500 could be the difference in a book. It could be the difference of you paying the rest of your tuition. Room and board. Room and board. So it feels good to be in that situation. And I tell people all the time, honest honest statement i am nothing without my friends and supporters i am nothing without the people around me because that's where the seed money come from i'm doing this from the ground up you i ain't too proud to beg is what i always say i'm begging asking people for money right and because people believe in what i'm doing it goes right back into scholarships they'll donate the money but i'm like i'm i'm never too proud to, to beg I'm never too proud to ask for money for scholarships for these students. And I'm noticing because I'm I'm looking here because the you also um, have people that are donating mm-hmm. and um, there's a donor spot here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things. There's so many ways that you can get involved. You know, sponsorships. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you can do to get involved so speak about those ways that our listeners out there in radio land can be able to get involved and really add to the scholarship and add to the initiatives that you are working on with black college experience so as far as like the you know the donor like you said donation component is on the website um www.blackcollegeexperienceinc.com there is a donate tab on there Um, I think when you go to the donate tab my dad pops up on there Um, but (laughs) that is one of the things you can go to that donate tab I do have people randomly like hey 
like, is there a, a certain time? No, you absolutely, we do not have, we take donations year round, around the clock, two o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the afternoon, whenever you feel touched and compelled to do it. Listen, if you want to hit me up, it, it is, and it, it all goes through whatever you want to do it. If you want to write it out, whatever it is that you want to do and you feel moved to do. I have some people that's like, Hey, I'm just going to do it every month. Some people do it every month, but it is. I I, told, I made a comment to one of my classmates from Southern yesterday. I was like, listen, we're not playing small in 2024. I was like, we are chasing grant money. We're chasing whatever we can to make sure that we still have those students that are interested. If we can fund them in any type of way, we are going to try to fund them. I was like, I don't care if it takes me the whole day to just sit up and just apply for grant money mm-hmm. to see, just shoot my shot. But right. in the end... $10,000 of grant money looks a lot better than $0,000 in grant money. Right. And that's all going back to students and scholarships. Absolutely. And and that's very important because there's with so many scholarship options out here which have different requirements, right? Um and what what are the requirements for your scholarship specifically because I know the donors donate and a lot of that goes into the scholarship fund. So for the students out there who are coming in, they have not come back from break yet, but the classes may start Mm -hmm. in a week, two weeks, what have you. They may need a scholarship to get them over the hump to be able to continue on with the rest of the semester. And that may be just different kind of expenses as we alluded to earlier now is this scholarship given out at one time a year or different times a year that based is it based on the student need how is it so let me say it's based on donations (laughs) let me say that it's based on donations so it depends on when the donations come in of course you know COVID and all these other things have happened so we skipped some time and so now in 2024 I'm waiting on like probably like depends on when I'm hearing back because I got to meet with somebody um you know coming up about the actual scholarships and about the money so the thing is is that you know there is a essay that I asked people to write, why did you choose HBCU? Why did you choose your HBCU in particular? Gotcha. And some people will go dig, they will dig deep and they will go into it. Then you have people that's on the surface and I'm like, okay, whatever your reason is, is your reason. That's just, that's just how it is. Right. We do look at GPA, but I do, I always have a, a board that sit there at like a selection committee and mm-hmm. I, I, I can't lie. Y'all I have educators that's there like, nope, nope, nope. And then I'm like, listen, at the end, I still have to find a say, say. So I have the final say so in what it is, (laughs) but I can't do it without those people. And I'm grateful for those people that have gone and looked over, check this out because some people are just like, boom, I'm going to hurry up and rush through it. I mean, we know the generation we're dealing with, but most of the times, you know, again, it depends on when the donations come in. We look at it. I, I do sometimes eyes are crossed and I do one year. I literally had, I think 108 applicants Mm -hmm. and I was so overwhelmed, but I was so overjoyed that so many people were applying for scholarships. And I'm just like, yo, to be able to award so many people, sometimes it could be two people, sometimes it could be nine people. And I'm like, to be able to award or to be able to get that many applicants, Mm It, it is. It was. It was a lot. It was a lot, and, it, and it's a great feeling because, in hindsight, you're like, "Well, shoot, at least I'm doing what I said I was going to do. I'm giving back. I'm in some type of way." 
in some way, uh, shape, fashion, or form, I'm still giving back. Absolutely. And interestingly enough, I, I think the people out there in Radio Land need to understand how in the world did we meet? Well, why is she back home here on The Morning Machine and here at B102.6 The Situation? Way back when, there was something called the Hard Reset here at Morris Brown College that you covered. Yep. And you didn't just cover it, you... You interviewed Dr. James. You had a story on it. There was so much going on. Now, time flies when you're working on accreditation. So the last time you were in studio, it was was in the middle of the hard reset. Mm -hmm. And... They were going, Morris Brown was going for accreditation mm-hmm. candidacy, mm-hmm. which that following, that following maybe I think two months later, mm-hmm. earned that. And then a year later, tracks came back, earned full accreditation, mm-hmm. a historic moment that was covered all across the nation and including us mm-hmm. out there live but we had Roland Martin out there and so many different outlets that covered this historic moment of of full accreditation after 20 years and the work that Dr. Kevin James has been doing over all of this time since 2019 when he has come in to turn it all around Mm -hmm. now you're back here in in back in the house once again and now it's been a full year into accreditation so now that you've been following the progress of morris brown over time and you came into some renovations going on in here yes so you know the work is being done right so how proud are you of a historic HBCU like Morris Brown College to come from the trials and tribulations of not having accreditation for 20 years. And now when you last, when you covered the story, it was the build up to what we are currently into right now, one year into the accreditation. How proud of you of Dr. Kevin James, the staff here at Morris Brown, and just the college in general to getting back on its accreditation leg to now be in the presence of 350 students. Most of them are on virtual, but the pandemic opened up that realm of technology for everybody that all of the students don't have to be roaming around campus. They right. can be at home right. and study online. Right. So, and still have the same credits. Correct. Be held to the same standard as everybody else that's on campus. So, with that said, how proud of you on the progress since you covered this story in the hard reset? Listen, I, I do. I try to hold back tears when I actually ride on the campus of Morris Brown College because I saw where Morris Brown College was mm-hmm. during that campaign, during the hard reset. Yes. As you said, I interviewed Dr. Kevin James. I also sat down with uh, Emmanuel Glaze and sat yes, down with Maceo Hurt. That's my two. That, that's my dogs. That's my dogs. Like really, really like two of my 
favorite Morris Brown. I mean, I can't tell him, but I'll tell him. Yeah. But literally, two of my favorite people. And just to see where Morris Brown was. And for people that don't know, I like I love, love, love history. You yes. give me some sports history or some black history. I'm up here roaming around this campus like it belonged to me. And I'm up here making like clips and videos. Mm-hmm. And just to see some of the buildings and you like, oh, my God, they cannot be erased in history like this. And I'm like, this this school cannot be going out like this. Mm-hmm. And just to see the phenomenal work that, that Dr. James has done and to see how many people rally. More so the alumni that never gave up on their university. Right. That never gave up and gave up. And like you said, homecomings. Listen, I don't care if, if y'all never been to it. They never stopped homecoming. Them folks never stopped homecoming. Them people believed in homecoming every single year. Mm-hmm. If they was just out there meeting in the cars, they believed in homecoming. They never stopped. So to see the hard reset and just to see every time, like, code just, I mean, it was pushed. The campaign was pushed to donate the, the was it $18.67? 1881. 1881. Donate them every single time. They were pushing the 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 hard reset. Just donate. That's less than twenty dollars. And so when you talk about a university that's rallying behind that, you talk about how they were just getting ready to go into accreditation. And you talking about a year in, mm-hmm. three hundred and fifty students. Listen, I we all want to stay on. We want to work online. We want right, to work right. from home. So. To see, and most this this is the generation we're in. A lot of people go to class online anyway. That's right, that's exactly. nothing that you know. Most people do that anyway. You know, like you say, you want to be roaming, roaming around campus. But to see that, and when you see the reward of that, is when you see more students graduate. You see people say, "Hey, I started out here, or I I chose Morris Brown for this reason. Mm-hmm. I chose this school because it's a good fit for me." So when I see that kind of thing, like I said, I, I try to contain the tears when I come on this campus because I saw where Morris Brown was and I see where Morris Brown is now right. and where Morris Brown is going. And yes. every time I log on and I see a different, somebody's donated something or a sponsorship or a partnership, it's like, it's just trending upward. It's trending right. upward and it's only going to get better. And then and, and I do want to ask this because um, Morris Brown has a different level of sports, mm-hmm. esports, right? And it's been absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The there's an esports team now, and it's a different level of sports that uh, than a lot of people are accustomed mm-hmm. to. Used to the major sports, football, basketball, you know, what have you. You're used to those major sports out right. there, but. There's electronic athletics as well. So talk about where electronic athletics is heading as it pertains to the HBCU culture, because it looks like Morris Brown is building a electronic athletics type of culture here on route to bringing the other major athletics back. So and and for a lot of people that don't know, like esports is the thing, like and mm-hmm. it's and it's actually had a build up, and a lot of people that if you if you're a gamer, you might want to get behind esports. That's one of the things I tell people. There are scholarships for it. There are competitions for it. They even got like an esports like award show right now. Like I, it keeps coming through my email. I guess they think I played the esports in esports, but it keep, they keep sending the stuff in it. And I mean, different universities offer that. And I know that I know Southern offers that, but when I look at esports across the board, mm-hmm. you're looking at 
with Morris Brown, you didn't say, okay, I ain't got athletics. Okay, forget it. We we just going we we ain't gonna do athletics. Right. You found a way to plug in another component. Okay, well we don't have this, but we can use this. Right. We can't do this, but we can do this. In an effort to keep somebody into that athletic mode mm-hmm. until we bring this back, hey, y'all can do this. Right. Y'all can go over there and watch it at Clark Atlanta Morehouse or whatever. But listen, for those that are still interested in sports, we can do it this way. And it's the evolutionary way because right now, esports is on the rise and it's growing. Right. Every like I said, you can get scholarships. You got people winning money behind. I mean, I need to learn how to, to get into it. Not really, but I need to learn. <laughs> and it's like I, you know, she said not really. <laughs> I don't know anything about no esports, but seriously, you know, looking at it and studying it, it's just like it's the next thing that's coming, yes. and it's growing. Every single year, it's just growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And for those that actually got into it when it first started, it's right. just like those are going to be the people that be able to say, hey, I was here since the beginning. Right, exactly. I was there when it started. I know how it's growing. I know where it started, similar to what I said with I saw where Morris Brown was, where they are and where they're going. Those are going to be the same people with eSports saying the same exact thing. Absolutely. And, and so – the the interesting thing about why we're talking about Morris Brown College now is not because she covered it. It's a connection to the scholarships as well. And now, and I think even then Morris Brown College students could mm-hmm. apply, but there weren't that many here at the time. There were a handful. Mm-hmm. You could count on maybe count your fingers twice. Maybe that's how many students mm-hmm. were here at that point. When you were last here. Mm -hmm. Now there's hundreds and hundreds of students Mm -hmm. at different age ranges too. There's, there's grown, grown students here too. So it can, it can span from the underclassmen to the, the upperclassmen here at this particular point. Mm -hmm. And now there's one additional way that we are talking about mm-hmm. right here mm-hmm. through black college experience where Morris Brown, hey, students, listen up. You can get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And it's for a question that a lot of staff members around here, like the Miss McKenzie's and the Dr. James Freddie Allen that work in the d- departments alone that really are, they're really in tune with the students all day, every single day. Mm-hmm. And the staff asked them this question on a regular. Why did you choose this HBCU? Mm-hmm. It To Morris Brown students, this should probably be the easiest question to earn a scholarship front from. And, that, and the reason why I say that is because the staff ask you almost every day, <laughs> especially if you're dealing if you're dealing with a situation of academics and you've been playing around mm-hmm. for almost a semester. Why are you here? What is your why? Mm-hmm. Have you found your why? Correct. What is your purpose here? Mm-hmm. What are you looking to do? Mm-hmm. They Morris Brown staff will dig in to find out what that student is mm-hmm. really here for, and. That's when you get to straightening up. So I'm saying this to say Morris Brown students, I'm calling out to them because they're going to start classes in a couple of weeks for this next semester. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's some people that there's some students that 
don't have the funds. Maybe they have an outstanding mm-hmm. balance here, outstanding balance there. Is there something in place where if a student is in an emergency situation and they really have a dire need to continue, they may be making the grade, mm-hmm. but they still have that balance that sits there and lingers and stresses that student out until the the point of no return if it gets closer and closer to the deadline. It's like the stress level continues to build. For an African-American student who already has to deal with, you know, coming from nothing or trying getting getting things the hard way. Mm-hmm. Is there something in place with black college experience to where from those donations they'd be able to help in a time of need that comes up at a point in the semester where, oh, hey, you didn't pay your balance. You're in danger of being, you know of being dropped from the from this college because mm-hmm. you weren't able to pay the balance. So does black college experience have anything that would be able to help in like the mid semester type deal because they can happen. They can happen. Right. And so th- I'm I'm glad that you asked that because that's something I'm currently working on as as a two-part thing cuz mm-hmm. normally we just give out scholarship money in the beginning of the semester and we're like okay, and you that's move it. on. And that's Build it. Build it up for the year. Right. And so what's happening is I've had students come and say, "Hey, you know, I got this balance. I'm 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 I'm, I'm about to be I'm about to be dropped. I'm about to be, you know, I don't know how I'm going to pay this." And so that's the one thing instead of like, let's say we got $10,000. Let's say, hey, we're going to do $10,000 in scholarships. Instead of doing a full $10,000, we're going to have to start pulling back some of that money because we don't know when all the donations are coming. We're going to start pulling back some of that money to set aside for emergency, mm-hmm. um, you know, emergency situations. The other side of that is working with different people that actually want to become sponsors, that want right. to actually partner with us and say, hey, right. like if we, if there's times, there's always times when I get those questions, I always try to find a result i'm one of those people i'm gonna find a resolution if i can't do right. it i'm gonna pass you on to somebody that i feel like can help you i've been that person and that that needs something i you know none of us are exempt from that mm-hmm. and i hate to see a student that's just trying to do something with themselves they're really trying they're they, you know they get like you said they have the grades yeah their and grade you know is it's up there. it's the matter of i can't pay for this you know school is this and you don't know the family situation you don't know what they escaped right. to come to university so many personal yeah. things yeah a lot of people escape nightmares to come to the university only for them to be told you know i can't do this this and this and so if we can make it better for you just if it's five hundred dollars to close the gap or whatever it is I know some people get tired of me because I'm going to call every (laughs) – I'm exhaust every possible (laughs) option I can. I'm going to call financial aid for you. Hey, can you do this? Can you work this? Can you move it around? I don't care. We know what working, moving stuff around is. We know what that is. I know what that is in my personal life. If we can help in some way, Mm -hmm. shape, form, or fashion, we have to. But those are the two things, either moving some of that scholarship money around Mm -hmm. and the other thing is finding partners and people that actually want to donate throughout that time because we know that that stuff arises. You know, you get – from the beginning of the semester to, to you know, spring right, break. Right, exactly. And then it's like, okay, now we about to start, you know, clearing things out. And, you know, nobody wants to say, I got to go back home to, to, you know, to nothing or where I came from or to mom and dad. Right. Because everybody knows that their goals and intention is to go to college, to graduate, and right. to make some of themselves. That's, that's your overall goal. Exactly. And that's the thing. And that's where that stress level comes in. Correct. And – 
you know, we we already we as a people already have our backs up against the wall for multi a multitude of situations. Correct. And then to be stressed, and then the follow up is you have to go home to mm-hmm. go back home to your parents, mm-hmm. and usually the mindset there is, man, I I I really bombed this. I mm-hmm. failed. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. the parents. Some some are a little tougher than mm-hmm. others. That Absolutely. doesn't mean the love is lost, Absolutely. but they're they're tough. But it's the I think it's more so the embarrassment level, right? And you know, as part of their uh, their mindset, it, it feels defeated because it actually happened. Maybe because even if they made the grade, mm-hmm. they didn't have the balance to cover. Right. And that's thing. These are things that uh, it, maybe they've happened before, but you've had options that were formidable options since the pandemic. Those options have not been as formidable because so many people are on the waiting list for X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And there's that taps the resources out. Right. So when the resources are tapped out, what do you do when you're a straight A student, but you got a balance that needs to be paid? Correct. That you are four, you're a four point two five. Yes, I said that four point two five. You would think that they would have a full ride scholarship mm-hmm. into any HBCU that they want to go to. That's not always the case with Correct. everybody, and people have to understand that the straight A student, because now everybody, it's a pool of people. Mm-hmm. Hundreds, thousands of people going after one scholarship and it's very competitive. or 10 scholarships. Right. Either way, it's it's like when you go into, uh, like you do a contest or something. Correct. Correct. Many will enter, few will win. <laughs> Correct. That's what, that's what the disclaimer true. says. Many will enter, few will win. That's true. And they, they know that a lot of people are going to enter, but... It's going to come down to the 10 that stand out. Correct. And people work so hard to stand out. They could have the best GPA in the world, but not have a full ride scholarship to the HBCU of choice. So true. And so they're going to be the ones that 4.25 GPA locked into their studies all day, mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. did everything they, they could possibly do to pour into their studies and be somebody but they can't continue because their balance is a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred, or in some cases even literally just a mere three fifty four hundred dollars in expenses. That all they need is to just get over that hump to continue right. their studies, right. and we see situations where it just doesn't happen for everybody right. and that's why i asked that question mm-hmm. because then it prov- you're providing mm-hmm. you're working on an extra resource mm-hmm. for that mid mid year right. mid mid year in between the semesters it that time comes around for everybody mm-hmm. and it's not easy to deal with Correct. and so instead of being stressed with financial aspect mm-hmm. We can we can go right into focusing on the studies and not have to be worried about right, that, right. which is why it's important to donate to, uh, to Black College Experience. Right. It's very important. Mm-hmm. So, and I know we've went over time. I get it's okay. it. 
but <laughs> it's okay because we're catching up. Yeah. We've done all of our catching up. Yeah. But what, what needs to also happen is the donations need to roll mm-hmm. in because our HBCU students need it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a it's not a want, it's a need. Absolutely. It is a dire mm-hmm. need for mm-hmm. the situation that I just spoke about. Mm-hmm. Let there's scholars out there who did not complete college because of a financial aspect. Correct. And it's not easy to ask parents for that either. It's not. never easy. So with that, that's why Black College Experience is here. But before we go into the ways you can donate and follow and all of that, what is next for Black College Experience on the other front, the media front? Let's talk about that. So on the media side, the next thing, y'all, actually is Friday, and Friday is my birthday. Don't ask me why I decided to do something on my birthday, but I am going to be a part of this inaugural uh, band of the year. So nice. we are, we're going to be down at, at Mercedes Benz or right next door, you know, right yeah. where we can right look down out the street, the, you know, we can look out and actually Walkable see, distance, yeah. <laughs> but that's the next thing, um, you know, on the media front um, for me and, you know, for, for people like someone asked me about Celebration Bowl and they were like, you know, what what happens? Celebration Bowl? I'm like, no, no. And it's it's not because I don't want to do Celebration Bowl. It's because, y'all, listen, for people that don't know me, I am one of those people I love to get dressed up. I do, I do, mm-hmm. I do. So when yep. you throw a gala at me, I am going. Mm-hmm. Last year I was at the Mayor's Mass Ball. This year here we go, roll it out again. Yep. It just so happened to be on the same day as Celebration Bowl. But I do get a chance to to do some stuff with Celebration Bowl prior to. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually excited about that. But this, this band of the year, y'all, I am not a band head. I really am not. So I'm praying it's not an all-night thing. But I am. On my birthday, I decided I was going to go out here and cover this band of the year. You know, and I, I think it's going to be – I think it's something different. Um, we all can rally around athletics. But, y'all, the band is like a cult, man. It's, it's yes, a cult. Yes, it is. Band heads are crazy. Can't wait till Morris right. Browns come back. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. Absolutely. But it, it is. That's the next thing um, on the, the media side. And then going into 2024, I have some really um, exciting things. You mean further into 2024, right? Further into 2024. Mm-hmm. Um for people that didn't know, I, I did. I end up, you know, I was a guest lecturer over here at Clark Atlanta University. Mm-hmm. And so looking at, you know, turning that into being becoming an adjunct professor. So, you know, expanding beyond, to me, it's about expansion and making sure that you can do what you need to do for other people. I've, in the, in the course of time, I picked up like four different people that I mentor in different places, which I absolutely love when someone asked me because I'm honored that somebody actually thinks enough of me to actually do that. And so that's one of the things. And then I won't even drop the next thing that's that's happening. That's happening yeah, in March. Don't, don't give us too much. Don't <laughs> give us too much. March, we'll, have, like, we'll have you back but when that happens, you know. So. You got to see it in March. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. march right into March with that. Absolutely. We'll have you back for Absolutely. that. But in the meantime, I just got to say, first of all, welcome back home. Thank it's, you. it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on for the first interview on the morning machine of this 
year 2024 it is absolutely amazing you'll be back again quite a few times we're gonna make sure you're back a couple more times throughout the year i know you you're something the good thing is that you haven't been so busy that we can't catch up with you at home you understand me absolutely so yeah she busy now she busy busy but that don't mean we can't catch up with you you Absolutely. know the homegrown folks here at the 102.6 the situation that's what we do so with that once again thank you again for coming through and enlightening us with black college experience and reminding us and also talking about it with the new and current students especially Mm -hmm. here at morris brown college so once again tell everybody where we can find you follow you connect with you and most importantly roll those donations in for our hbcu students so if you of course you look at everybody's on social media i'm on instagram it's black college experience on twitter it's the black college was black college exp um, that website is www.blackcollegeexperienceinc.com. Of course, you go to that donate tab. You can donate there. Um, on, uh, of course, we're on YouTube, so it's Black College Experience there. It's the same thing on TikTok. It's you know, and then on Facebook is the Black College Experience. So you can find me in any of those ways. If you need to email me, I'm at blackcollegeexperience at gmail.com. People communicate with me in so many different forms. They send inboxes, they send emails, whatever way that you feel comfortable communicating with me. I'm I'm that person. I'm you know, I don't like I said, we take donations at two in the morning, two in the afternoon. It does not matter the time. Whenever you feel compelled, listen, we don't turn down money because in the end, we know that this money is going right back to these students that we are trying to make a difference in their lives. So that's yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming through, coming back home and talking to our people out there in Radio Land. And, you know, she's going to be back. I'm going to make sure she's back. Thank you. And I think the next time is you since you haven't gave us the information, you you made us wait on that. Hey, look, we're going to have you back then and we're going to make sure to get into that part of the conversation that you couldn't reveal to us today. But she's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, between time, it's the morning machine. We'll be back in a second.